Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. ותשכון בתוכה כאשר דיברת, כאשר דיברת.
JM in the AM with the Solomon Brothers and that beautiful Achad Dodi. It's brand new here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, some of the great brand new music that's out there. You heard uh, Chatsi Cats with uh, Rachum, Hashivenu done by Sholi, Yechiel Fligman and Habain Yakirli, Nigun of Unity from Yaakov Waslowitz. Gabi Cohen had Viserav, Nigun Hamidbar, done by Eliyahu Chait. Avake from God, Sandy Shmueli, brand new with Otata, and Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a uh, Thursday on this 15th of September, day number 19 in the month of Elul, the year 5782. Tough shin pay bays, not for long. We're getting close to the brand new year which starts a week from Sunday night, believe it or not. Wow, that is hard to believe. Slichos in the Ashkenazi community begins this Sunday. Many, of course, say it's Saturday night. And um, that calendar just continues to march on, getting closer and closer to the brand new year. We're going to add to our Elul Chesed campaign today when Leora Teji joins us in a few minutes. She's in Israel at Orme Obracha. Terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. Um, we'll speak with her and add that to our Elul Chesed campaign that's being done in memory of Yanki Meyer, Yaakov Mordechai ben Hachavi Yisrael, whose uh, family is getting up from Shiva this morning. And um, let us hope going forward we're able to uh, help his family as much as possible and be there for the Misaskim organization as much as possible. Um, Leanne Foreman's going to join us this morning. We'll talk about an important event going on this weekend. Susie Fishbein and Sandra Blank are uh, celebrating the re-release by Art Scroll of the Kosher Palette. And we'll talk about that. Uh, here at JMM in hour number three this morning. And plenty more, of course, as we always say. Plus, it's a Thursday. You know what that means. Full day of amazing programming with so many great shows, including Mark Zomik and the Arab Shabbos show, designated specifically for this Shabbos, starting at the 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, followed by Tani Gutterman and Tani Talks Parsha. And um, there's nothing like Thursday programming here at the Nahum Siegel Network, so just keep it here all day long. Tomorrow morning, Malcolm Holmline is not going to be joining us. He uh, mentioned last week that he'll be traveling this week. Will not be able to do the weekly update with us, but that will return, please God, for the final Friday of the year, a week from tomorrow, right here at JM in the AM. More coming up. It's Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. Standing on the shoulders of giants How can we even compare To elders wise and so pious But in this hour One person's power No generation has ever seen Do you know what one pure deed could mean? Do you know what one pure deed could mean? It could be you, it could be us What you can't do is glorious The world
behave? Can make tomorrow's front page. Is there anything you would change if you knew you were on the world stage? No more escaping. The world is waiting for you to hear the call. Will you make the choice to change it all? Will you make the choice to change it all? Across the planet, across the whole world. There's no denial that you're so vital to the people you come from. They're all hoping you'll be the one. They're all hoping you'll be the one. It could be you, it could be us. What you can't do is glorious. The world is waiting to see. Thank <laughs> you. 
Futsu done by Naftali Kempa, brand new here at JM and the AM. Yoeli Dickman, Nofel Vakam, Solomon Brothers, Adlacha Dodi, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world of web and AchimSigl.com on the AchimSigl Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background with our news from Israel coming up. Leora Teji is going to join us from Israel. We'll add the uh, R. Mayor Bracha organization to our AchimSigl.com slash Chesed. NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed. Uh, information about Misaskim, information about the Sukkah Shadchan, information about Kupath Ezra, uh, information about uh, Bris Avram and their uh, uh, effort to assist Jews from the Ukraine, um, the information about the Hevra Gemach that we're going to wrap up with Aftali Solomon tomorrow, all of that, all the links, all the different ways of supporting these causes are at NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed, NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed, our Elul Chesed campaign named for Yanki Meyer of blessed memory, whose shiva ends today. Uh, and um, we hope everybody's going to take this opportunity as we get closer and closer to the brand new year to help people between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, two very expensive holidays. Help as many people as you can in as many ways as possible. And again, a lot of those suggestions are up on the site at nachomsigel.com slash chesed, nachomsigel.com slash chesed. Simple as that. And we will add Leora Teji and Orme Obracha to that list coming up 
in just a few minutes. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday next to JMM. Galei Tzal, Hashash Taim. Shalom Rav, Baulpane Hudgraf, Im Mashekore Achshav. המרכז הרפואי אסותא בראשון לציון מדווח שהותרו כארבעים נשים שככל הנראה קשורות למחדל החלפת העוברים. מדווחת כתבתנו לענייני בריאות, טלאור מאירסון. בבית החולים איתרו כארבעים מטופלות שייתכן שהעובר שלהן הוא זה שהוחזר לרחמה של האישה הלא נכונה. נוצר קשר עם אותן נשים ויערכו להן בדיקות גנטיות כדי לרדת לשורש המקרה במטרה להבין מי היא האם והאם העובר של האישה שנושאת אותו ברחמה נמצא אצל אישה אחרת. צוות הבדיקה מבררת שאירע בכל הימים סביב החזרת העובר. שחקן נבחרת ישראל בכדורגל ערן זהבי מאיים לפרוש מהנבחרת לאחר שבקשתו ללון בחדר נפרד סורבה כשבוע לפני המשחק נגד נבחרת אלבניה. כתבנו מעיין קלמנסון שמע את מאמנו אלון חזן. הוא אמר שקשה לו להיות לא בחדר לבד, כי הוא רגיל בשנים האחרונות להיות בחדר לבד, וזה מקשה עליו מקצועית. הסברתי לו שמבחינת פתרון, אנחנו מנסים למצוא פתרון שיהיה ראוי לכולם. יכול להיות שיצטרך אולי לא להיות חלק מהנבחרת למשחק הזה עד שהדברים ישתנו. כתב אישום הוגש נגד המחבל שביצע את פיגוע הירי בעיר העתיקה לפני כחודש ופצע שבעה בני אדם, בהם אישה בהיריון. מדווחת כתבתנו נועה ברנס. המחבל אמיר סידאווי נאשם בביצוע מעשה טרור, ניסיון רצח וגרימת חבלה בנסיבות מחמירות. מכתב האישום עולה כי סידאווי רכש נשק לא חוקי כשבועיים לפני היום בו יצא למסע הירי באזור חניון דוד בעיר העתיקה. הוא ירה מטווח קצר לעבר שני אזרחים שהמתינו בתחנת אוטובוס, לאחר מכן המשיך וירה לעבר אחרים. במהלך בריחתו מהזירה ירה לעבר נהג רכב ופצע באורח קשה את אשתו ההרה. הפרקליטות מבקשת להאריך את מעצרו עד תום ההליכים. עשר שעות לסגירת הרשימות לכנסת העשרים וחמש. לאחר שיחה עם יושבת ראש מפלגת העבודה מיכאלי, השר בר לב הסכים להישאר ברשימה. מדווח כתבנו הפוליטי יובל שגב. בר לב, שאמש דיווחנו כנוטה לפרוש מהחיים הפוליטיים, הסכים להישאר במפלגת העבודה אחרי שיחת שכנוע עם מיכאלי הבוקר בבחירות הפנימיות. הוא נבחר כזכור במקום התשיעי בלבד, שמוגדר כלא ריאלי. במקביל, סגן השר אביר קארה קיבל את אישור חברי מפלגתו להתפלגות, בכך הוא יוכל לחבור עם מפלגתו החדשה למפלגה קיימת, אם יצליח להביא לאיחוד לפני סגירת הרשימות. מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית עד בהיר עם עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות. ולסיום, ג'ייסון אלן זכה במקום הראשון בתחרות האומנות של קולורדו ארצות הברית עם יצירה שהפיק בתוכנת בינה מלאכותית שממירה משפטים לתמונות. הוא שוחח עם כתבתנו לענייני טכנולוגיה עומר עזרן ביומן החוץ. When I look at the piece, I know the message that I want to send. I know how I want other people to view it and what I want other people to feel. I didn't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I think that it's fair to uh, compare this process with uh, traditional artists. I know לא ידעתי בדיוק איך זה ייראה, אך אני חושב שזה הוגן להשוות את התהליך הזה עם טכניקה של אומן מסורתי. כך ג'ייסון אלן. אלה החדשות שעורכת פיי גוטמן.
with Lenny Solomon Kiesh Yom here on a um, Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. 15th of September, the 19th day of Elul. As we get uh, closer and closer to the brand new year, we have arranged with Rabbi Heber to be with us next Wednesday, meaning this coming Wednesday, six days from now, Rabbi David Heber, our calendaric expert. We will be going through the uh, 5783 interesting pieces of information. The trivial aspects, if you will, of the 5783 calendar with Rabbi Heber on Wednesday right here at JMM, and I am already looking forward to it. I am already looking forward to it. So Leora Teji was scheduled to join us from Israel. A Thursday is a very difficult day for her to uh, get away from the chesed that she does because Thursdays they are preparing and distributing food baskets for victims of terror and families in need. 
um, every single Thursday. In fact, a lot of our listeners uh, volunteer uh, to go to Arme or Bracha Yerushalayim to actually help out in the entire process and call a kavod. So um, I'll do this myself for now. We'll see if we can get her on at a different time. Uh, please partner with Arme or Bracha, helping 500 families of victims of terror and the less fortunate this Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot with food for the holidays. Arme or Bracha is operated by donations given by people like you. The donation goes to uh, purchase poultry, wine, fruits and vegetables, flour, sugar, salt, rice, tomato paste, soup powder, tea bags, fish, pumpkins, pomegranates, apples, dates, figs, honey, chalot, and more. Help us help the families. They, too, can have a happy new year. Uh, information and to make a donation, which are tax-deductible, terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. It is... Um, Arme or Bracha is not a, a cause that's foreign to our listeners. Our listeners are very familiar with the amazing work of Arme or Bracha and what Leora Tedji has done with the organization over all these years. So again, to make a donation and to help her distribute food to families before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. We're going to add this information to our Chesed page. For the Elul Chesed campaign, a memory of Yankee Meyer, it's nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. Uh, yet another opportunity for people to uh, to take part in an important chesed uh, before the uh, upcoming holiday and the brand new year. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with Shlomo Katz. Thank you. 
JM in the AM with Regesh. That's uh, Ms. Marla David here at JM in the AM. Uh, a reminder that if you go to our El Chesed campaign page, which is Memory of Yanki Meyer, uh, nachomsegel.com slash chesed, the uh, link is there for Yad Ezra Vashulamit. Don't forget Yad Ezra Vashulamit is distributing over 55,000 boxes, packages, baskets to um, families around Israel. In advance of Rosh Hashanah, they have specifically targeted over the decades, as you heard earlier in the week, families that live below the poverty line and the families that uh, have a large number of children. And uh, they're trying to feed everybody for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. So those of you out there who want to contribute to Yad Ezra Vishulamit, the link is there at nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. You can also go to Yad Ezra dot net yad ezra e-z-r-a dot net slash siegel and make a donation there uh but again yad ezra vishulamit is distributing before rosh hashanah and sukkot and a lot of people around israel are going to benefit from their incredible generosity and their hard work you can support it by going to the link again you'll find it at nachomsegel.com slash chesed nachomsegel.com slash chesed more coming up you're listening to a thursday morning edition of jm in the a.m Oh 
with Joey Newcomb, a couple of great selections. O.G. Shama and L'Chaim off of his uh, latest album entitled Big Avoidus <laughs> here at JM in the AM. Reminder, our Chesed page is up. Go to uh, nachomsegel.com slash Chesed. Check out some of the opportunities that you could have 
during this month of Elul to um, uh, make donations and support some great causes. A lot of important uh, conversations that we've had on the air uh, are up on the page, uh, plus links to the different um, stuck up pages, whether it's Mizaskim or Yad Ezra Vishulamit, uh, Kupath Ezra, uh, the Chevra Gamach that we're going to discuss again with Aftali Solomon tomorrow since it's uh, actually coming to an end. The campaign is coming to an end tomorrow. All of this is available if you go to nachomsegel.com slash chesed. Use the month of Elul to help as many people before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. Some of the uh, uh, causes that we've promoted, as you know, literally um, make sure that people before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot have food for their families for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. Uh, ones like Kupath Ezra in this area and Yad Ezra Vishulamit in Israel. Those are some of the ones that we've been featuring that literally make sure that people have what they need before Yantiv. So please... Hop aboard and join us, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. The page is now dedicated, the campaign is now dedicated to the memory of Yankee Meyer, who was taken from us last Friday. Uh, Shiva for his family, in fact, ends today. So go to the page. You can certainly donate to Misaskim in his memory, and uh, we encourage you to support all the causes that we have uh, featured here on JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It is especially during the time of the Yemei Slichos Varachmin that we have to be extra careful in the way that we judge another individual. The Chavetz Chaim writes that's an important principle in Shmira Saloshon, always to judge people favorably. The Tifer Shlomo asks, isn't it pointless to always judge people favorably? In heaven, the truth is known. How can our judging someone favorably have any effect? Our Chachomim want to teach us that the judgment of a fellow Yid carries great weight in heaven. The words that he says, whether for good or for bad, awaken a corresponding response in the higher worlds. When we defend a person and we speak favorably of him, we give a hisorus, a special inspiration to the heavenly defender, that will justify and argue on the person's behalf to save him. When a person speaks badly about another and condemns the individual, it also could, God forbid, cause a parallel reaction in heaven. This principle exists in many aspects of creation. In the spiritual world, our actions and attitudes have the power to affect corresponding reactions, even in the heavenly realms. It was for this reason that when the great tzaddikim would give a person musr, they would never accuse him. They would never say explicitly, why did you do this? They always addressed him in gentle tones, with great wisdom, until the individual of his own volition would understand and correct their ways. The Yidah Kodesh was careful never to mention the sin of any Jew. Instead, he would try to exonerate B'nai Yisrael and recall all the masim tovim, all the good things that we do. As it says in Mishlei, Kemayim ponim el ponim, kein lev ha'adam el adam. That just like by water, the face is to face, also is the heart of man to man. The Vilnagon explains that just as water reflects the face of a man that peers into it, one man's heart reflects another's feelings, 
we sense what others feel towards us. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Our Elul show for blowing here at JM and the AM as we get closer and closer to the brand new year. Don't forget that this coming Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, by David Heber, our calendaric expert, is going to join us and we'll go through some of the trivial aspects regarding the calendar of 5783, the brand new year coming up. And he already has hinted to me that he has a very interesting piece of trivia regarding this coming Thursday, a week from today, before we even get to the brand new year. So all I can tell you is, as usual, it'll be exciting and interesting to listen to Rabbi Heber. Make sure to be tuned in 7.30 in the morning on Wednesday right here at JM in the AM. Leanne Foreman is in our studio here in Teaneck, New Jersey, visiting us this morning because there's a very important event going on this weekend brought to you by CCSA, Communities Confronting Substance Use and Addiction. If you go to their website, jewishccsa.org, you can get general information about what they do. You'll also find there a link where you can register for the upcoming event. The event is a mental health symposium, an in-person mental health symposium entitled Safeguarding Our Families, Confronting the Reality of Addiction in Our Community. It happens this coming Sunday at Mayanot Yeshiva High School, right near us on Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Registration at 9 o'clock. Opening remarks followed by two sessions begin at 9.30 and then Narcan training at 12 noon. And there are many, many topics and a lot of things that are going to be addressed, a lot of wonderful sponsors, and hopefully all of you will be there on Sunday, September the 18th, this coming Sunday, to learn more and more about these very important uh, things happening in our community. Leanne Foreman, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you for having me. Why is this symposium necessary? So that's a great question. Um, Mostly it's necessary, and I don't say this to make anyone feel badly out there, but this is very, very prevalent, the issue of addiction. And I'm not just talking about substance use. There are many addictions that are very prevalent in our community. And oftentimes it could be somebody you know, and you don't even realize that they're struggling with this issue. And it's important that we are educated as a community and respond as a community to something that really is affecting so many members. And those who think that this has not seeped into our community are either ignoring it or they're simply, uh, you know, uh, ignorant about it and just don't don't understand or are aware that it's happening out there. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. The shame and stigma that's associated with addiction, generally speaking, it's very hard for people to come forward, families to come forward and say, somebody I know is struggling or somebody I love is struggling or I'm struggling. So you have that you know, mission of ours to shatter the stigma around these issues to make sure that people can come forward and say that they need help. On the flip side, because it's not spoken about as openly as it should be, people don't realize that there are people struggling. I can tell you that I probably, at least weekly, if not daily, go into the grocery store, go into Amazing Savings, go, you know, to a restaurant and I see somebody there who I know has this issue going on in their family, in this community. Right. And I am the repository of many calls and a lot of outreach. We have a support group for family members that's attended by people from all over the place, all over the country. 
you know, every Jewish community you mentioned, I can say, I can tell you, I know somebody there probably. Um, and the reason why they talk to me, obviously, is because my family is very open about our situation, but they also at the same time report they can't tell anybody else. They can't talk about it with anyone else. So they keep it a shameful secret. And I often can see two people standing together who actually are both struggling. And I wish I could introduce them and say, hey, do you know each other? Talk to each other. Thank God for the people who have felt strong enough to come to the support group and to talk and to do it regardless of who they're going to see the next day in Glot Express. But, you know, it is, it is really hard for people to come forward. I don't know how many people are out there, but I can tell you, I have over a hundred people on my support group list. Those are just people who have reached out and said, this is going on in my family. And, you know, magnify that by 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times. It's out there. Leanne Foreman is here. Uh, does one suffer less when they become open about the situation? There's the practical side that if you come forward and say you're struggling, you can get help. There are resources out there. There are clinicians. Some people think, oh, it's rehab or nothing. There's a lot in between on the spectrum of, of getting help, but also for the family members. It's, it re- they call it a family disease for a reason. It affects everybody. So for family members to come forward, just to know you're not alone, just to share resources, advice, information. Um, I know in our support group, one person described it as a family that they found. Other people have come forward and said they can't imagine how much it's helped them to just be able to come out and say what's going on. And interestingly, our support group is half spouses, half parents at this point. There are many, many spouses coming forward now saying my husband or my wife is struggling with alcoholism or a substance use disorder. And just, you know, somebody said last night, you know, your secrets are what kind of bind you, trap you. Just having that freedom to come forward, at least in a smaller setting and say, hey, this is happening to me. And know that people are there saying, yeah, it happened to me too. How young are the youngest people in our community that are dealing with these addictions? Um, we do a lot of prevention education schools. We work with over 40 schools and have educated thousands of kids. We go in from 6th to 12th grade to talk about substance use, the dangers of substance use. When we talk about it, we do have kids coming forward saying, I am using substances, whether they're addicted that takes time. It's not an overnight process. But there are users that have not graduated eighth grade yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're without a question. They've come forward and asked about marijuana. They've come forward and talked about alcohol. Um, the interesting statistic I always use is we have nine presenters. Those are people themselves in recovery, young Jewish people in recovery, who their substance use started before high school, all of them, without including our daughter. Right. And... Um, I know that it's not always easy to uh, uh, to prove the effectiveness of this early intervention going into schools, et cetera, but is there a way to measure, not, I don't mean data, but is there a way to even get a feeling that it's helping and that those who are in seventh and eighth grade, for instance, who are experimenting are veering to a better road because of these types of forums? So we've had real situations where schools have called us afterwards and said kids came up to them to tell them they have an issue or they have a friend who is struggling and but for the fact that they had a presentation, they wouldn't have said anything. I know when we do presentations, we talk about the fact that you're not telling on somebody, you you may be saving their life, that what seems to be so far off in the future that this could happen to you because of choices you're making now, 
um, it does happen. And, and that's the whole relatability of the presenter saying, I made these choices. Right. I took my first drink at a bar mitzvah or I tried, you know, a joint at the age of 14. And then it led to this path. Um, so someone may make a decision on a college campus years from now because of the presentation they saw in eighth grade. I think they're making decisions now. I've had I've had high school kids come up to me and say, I smoke marijuana just to go to a party or just to go out with friends because I have social anxiety. What would you suggest? And we try to work with them. We're not trying to scare anybody. We're not trying to say, you know, don't do drugs. But we are saying when you put something in your body, especially as a teen, especially with somebody with an underdeveloped brain, you are affecting your brain, your body, and your and your future. What kind of crowd will there be at Maya Note this Sunday? So we're hoping for a really great crowd. The last time we did this in person was three years ago. We had over 150 people attend that symposium. We have really expert clinicians and professionals and other people giving the presentations on these various topics. Um, we are giving out free continuing education credits, so that hopefully will mm. attract professionals. A lot of professionals have written me, are you sure they're free? I'm sure they're free. <laughs> I'm positive they're free. Um, and and lay people, it's it's appropriate for families. It's appropriate for you know the community members in general. Again, this is a communal issue, and right. when we come together to discuss, to open up dialogue, to address it together, that really not only educates the people attending the event, but sends a really strong message to those people out there who are struggling that there are people behind them interested in these issues. Can parents bring a seventh grader on Sunday? I wouldn't necessarily bring children of that age, but, you know, if there are teenagers who are interested in these high topics, schoolers for sure. high schoolers can come. We're talking about gambling, which is affecting our teens. We're talking about sex and pornography, which is affecting our teens. We're talking about social media and Internet addictions, which is affecting our teens. So these are really important topics. It's Again, it's not just about substances. It's about all these behavioral addictions also, which, unfortunately, they're affecting our our teens and adults in our community. What have the betting apps done to gambling addictions? Terrible. Terrible. I can imagine. There must be hundreds of kids that are on their phones all Terrible. day. Doing and this. there are parents who call me and tell me, you know, my kid has just spent $2,000. And, you know, there are, there are also situations where, you know, because of the easy access to pornography, families are now dealing with that. Easy access to everything. Easy access to everything. It's as simple as that. May I run through some of the... Uh, sure. This coming Sunday, everybody, at Maya Note, it starts at 9 o'clock with registration, then the presentations and the uh, sessions begin at 9.30. Uh, family dynamics will be one topic that will be uh, discussed, supporting loved ones. Debbie Ackerman, Dr. Debbie Ackerman, is going to be speaking on that one. Dual diagnosis, substance use and mental health. Dr. Jeffrey Berman will be speaking about it. Ike Dweck on the topic of gambling and gaming. Legalization of Marijuana and Current Trends by Sergeant Frank Alucci of the uh, Bergen County. Prosecutor's please? Office. Prosecutor's Office. Rabbi Tzvi Gluck, who we know so well, Crisis Management in Jewish Community will be his topic. Uh, Dr. Akiva Goldshine on technology and social media. Um, Nathaniel Nagelblatt on trauma and addiction. And uh, Benjamin Tepfer, Dr. Benjamin Tepfer on the topic of sex and pornography. All these topics will be addressed uh, during the sessions this coming Sunday, Mayanote Yeshiva High School, 1650 Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. A uh, best way for people to get information would be? JewishCCSA.org. JewishCCSA.org, and you'll see the registration button at the very top of the page, JewishCCSA.org. CCSA is Communities Confronting Substance Abuse and Addiction. How long ago was CCSA founded? Over four years ago. 
And, um, oh, obviously you've had tremendous success and I hope that a lot of people do show up this coming Sunday. Right. It's an in-person event, everybody, which is something we're not used to, <laughs> but take advantage of the fact that you could see all these presentations and meet all these people this coming Sunday. Will there be an opportunity for people to interact with some of these presenters? Yeah, so every single session, um, some of them are eligible for continuing education credits. Some of them are not, but they're all going to have a Q and A at the oh, end. Oh, good. Um, so there'll be a chance to interact with each of the presenters. And of these eight sessions, each participant can choose two. One first right. block of time, one the second block of time. There'll so be four can... going on each time. Yep. Right. And uh, walk-ins are welcome. And you don't have to pre-register. It just gives us an idea of how many people are coming. But walk-ins are welcome. Understood. And there is a Narcan training that's going on at noon that day. Why is that necessary? So... People who are on opioids, painkillers, Oxycontin, Vicodin. Are there a lot of Vicodin, people? There are. I mean, if you've had surgery, if you've had, you know, any kind of um, any kind of situation where you need a painkiller, they're, they're highly addictive. Um, people don't realize how quickly they can become addicted. Not everybody who uses painkillers becomes addicted, right. but they're very addictive. Um, and the other risk is that fentanyl has been laced into both counterfeit pills and on occasion marijuana. Even in this area? I would talk to the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office to find out exact statistics, but the but they've certainly had cases. the The uptick in fentanyl in counterfeit counterfeit pills, um, and the rate of overdose in the entire country has gone up. It was over a hundred thousand people who died of overdoses due to due to not to fentanyl exclusively, but right. due to substance use. Um, last year, it's the highest recorded number in history. Um, and I know I spoke to somebody who was an EMT on TVAC who said that they are, you know, reversing overdoses with Narcan. Narcan is a very easy, it's like a nose spray. You stick it in your nose, you spray it. It doesn't do any damage if the person is reacting to a different substance. But if they are on either heroin or some kind of opioid, it can save their lives within seconds. So it doesn't sound like it's a difficult training. No, I would say if you have a fire extinguisher, any every shul should have this. If you have a fire extinguisher, if you have... Um, what are the paddles called when you yeah, revive somebody right. from a heart attack? You know, if you have this emergency equipment, this should be in schools. It should be in shuls. Um, there are a lot of public schools that have it now because they've had incidents where kids have even just touching fentanyl. It's so powerful. Powerful. You can die just from being near it, not necessarily from ingesting it. <sighs> Boy, a lot of challenges out there to say the least. Uh, and you hear about all of them. And I hear about a lot of them. I'm sure right. it's only a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, information, you can go to the website at jewishccsa.org, jewishccsa.org. Again, it starts at 9 o'clock with registration and a resource fair this coming Sunday at Maya Note on Palisade Avenue here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, it's all about safeguarding our families, and that's the topic, that's the title of the uh, mental health symposium for this coming Sunday. Opening remarks will be at 9.30, followed by two sessions. Each one of those sessions will have four different presentations that you'll be able to choose from, and the Narcan training happens at 12 noon. There'll be more information about uh, how important that is in terms of uh, helping people um, save lives, um, which is unbelievable. These very simple things that are going on that everybody has easy access to literally can be killers. Exactly. It's unbelievable what's going on. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? I just want to thank you for having me and Certainly. for giving us a voice and for allowing us to reach out to people and really hopefully make them aware that this is what's going on in our, our backyard. 
There's a lot happening in the community, folks. A lot of wonderful things, but a lot of very challenging things, including what we've addressed this morning. Uh, go to uh, the website for information, jewishccsa.org, jewishccsa.org. And uh, the registration uh, tab, the registration button for the uh, event is right there at the top of the page. Join everybody this coming Sunday at Mayanot Yeshiva High School. More, my thanks to Leanne Foreman, Executive Director of Jewish CCSA, and continued good luck. Thanks for bringing the events like this to the community and for all the work you're doing in helping save lives. Thank you. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yisrael Adler on a Thursday morning broadcast. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, at the top of the hour, we've got um, Susie Fishbein and Sandra Blank who are going to join us. The re-release of the Kosher Palette has been a very big deal. Thanks to our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com. We'll talk about it coming up here at J.M. in the A.M. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning. Uh, my thanks to our friends at Abels and Hyman, everybody at A&H. Wishes everybody in our audience a wonderful, happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And, of course, you want to make sure you have delicious and incredible A&H products for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. Go to the website at kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net. Make sure to uh, use promo code RADIO for your 10% discount. Try all the delicious hot dogs, all the great meat items that A&H is famous for. And when you walk into the supermarket that you're walking into next, one of those gigantic, beautiful kosher supermarkets, check out the A&H display it is a mouth-watering display you'll absolutely love. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Uh, that is an understatement. JM and the AM on a uh, Thursday morning. And uh, let's see here. I believe. Do I have it here? Yeah, here we go. Full schedule today. Uh, Charlie Harari on the topic of the uh, uh, on the topic of happy or empowered. Nine o'clock, Charlie Harari on the topic of happy or empowered. Um, Orthodox Jewish beekeeper Hinda Cohen is Allison Joseph's guest uh, at 10 o'clock on Jew in the City Speaks. That's Life with Miriam Alwalek is brand new. Yosef Gillers, founder and co-executive director of Grow Torah, is going to be Miriam's guest at 10.30 this morning. Live lunch with Yossi Zweig at 11 o'clock. Uh, Erev Shabbat Show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That happens at 7 p.m. And Tani Gutterman. With a brief discussion about the Torah portion of the week, that happens with Tani Talks Parsha at 10 p.m. tonight after the Erev Shabbos show. So plenty happening. Make sure to keep it here all day long. You'll be glad you did. More coming up at JM in the AM.
JM the AM with David Perlman and Mo Da'ani uh, wrapping up the uh, 7 o'clock hour for us here on this uh, Thursday morning broadcast. And I thank all of you for tuning in. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And assuming that our... Um, Assuming that our uh, uh, technical system has worked and we've been able to merge the phone calls the way we wanted to, we're going to be speaking with two very special guests. Many of you are aware of the fact that two decades ago, the kosher palette became a revolutionary Jewish kosher cookbook. Uh, and I say became because when it was released, I doubt the people who released it realized just how revolutionary it would, it would become. And the whole scene of Jewish cooking and Jewish cookbooks, or kosher cookbooks, I should say, completely changed, and we are still reaping the benefits of it. Now our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com have re-released the kosher palette, which uh, was done uh, over 20 years ago as a fundraiser, a project of the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. Big shout-out to our friends in Livingston, New Jersey, and they are calling it the Revised Anniversary Edition, and it looks very 2022, and now a whole new generation of, uh, of chefs in our community are going to have a brand new cookbook to go alongside the very, very much used kosher palette that's likely in their home or one that they grew up with already. With us live via telephone are the uh, co-editors of the original uh, kosher palette, um, Susie Fishbide and Sandra Blank, and I believe we have both of them on the phone. Susie, are you there? Good morning, Nassim. How are you? A pleasure to speak with you. Sandra, are you there? I am. Fad Hi, how are you? Fantastic. Technology in 2022 is working, and we're able to have a great conversation together. Susie, uh, could you tell us about the uh, genesis of all this? Uh, what was it that was going on around in Livingston, New Jersey over 20 years ago where people decided this would be a good project for the Kushner schools to undertake a cookbook? So at that time, there were um, there were community cookbooks out there and the school, actually, I'm, Sandra, I'm going to toss this one to you because it was really you that the school came to. I was not yet even a parent in the school. so Sandra, what do you remember about Sandra, that day? <laughs> Thank you. Actually, which makes Susie's involvement that much more impressive. So the school, you know, knew of community cookbooks, as Susie said, and thought it was a great opportunity for the school to join as a community and put together a cookbook. And I was an involved young parent at the time and was lucky enough to be tagged with the project. And I went right to Susie to partner with me. And, you know, together we thought to take it to, a, to the next level and really change what a community cookbook looks like. And the school couldn't have partnered with us in a more supportive way raised the money, answered all of our needs, and, and allowed us the opportunity to work together with so many community members in creating the kosher palette and really, as you said, changing the face of what not only community cookbooks look like, but kosher cookbooks look like and, and make it a professional, tested, thought-out cookbook rather than just, which is also wonderful, just a gathering of people's recipes. Well, Susie, what, what were you at that time that you were approached? Were you a professional chef already? Were you somebody who everyone knew loved to dabble in the kitchen? What were, what, what, who was the Susie Fishbine of that era? I like to cook and I like to 
entertain. Um, I had moved to Livingston before I had kids. And when you move to a suburb before you have kids, it's very hard to meet people and make friends. So I went knocking on my shul door to see if, you know, they needed a hand with anything. And within six months, I was sisterhood president. And it turns out that I had a knack for fundraising. <laughs> and when you have a knack for fundraising in the Jewish community and you're a willing worker, that sort of, that sort of puts that bullseye on your head. So, and Sandra was a dear friend, and at the time we thought, you know, we, you know, think about at that time, Nahum, where we were in the world. There was no internet, so people got their recipes from cookbooks. So we would wait for the Martha Stewart or the Ina Garten cookbooks to be released and see what can we make kosher and how can we change it. And we were thinking, like, who entertains and cooks more than a Jewish woman, a, a, a kosher person? And we don't have anything like that out there for us and there should be and if we're looking for it we bet other people were looking for it and boy was that that right yeah that's an understatement the revised anniversary edition of the kosher palette which was originally released by the joseph kushner hebrew academy and the ray kushner yeshiva high school has been redone and is now uh, a very 2022 looking product and it's brought to you by our friends at art scroll go to artscroll.com make sure to use promo code radio order a bunch of them you want everybody in your family who loves to cook to have at least one copy of the kosher palette so i mean and this is for both of you i, I mean susie will start with you I, I mentioned it's revolutionary i mentioned that the uh, you know this was this this has really led to uh, a couple of decades of uh, just a, a whole plethora an array of cookbooks that are that are you know have have completely uh, have completely enhanced an important category of publishing. What was it about the kosher palette that 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 you know started this trend in this way? I think people jumped on the idea that kosher cooking doesn't have to be the, just the traditional dishes of our buddies. That it was modern and elegant. And as I said, who cooked more than somebody making Shabbos every single week? And we were looking for new ideas and fresh and current and healthful and you know things that were in at that time. And as different ingredients became kosher, incorporating those into our menu planning. So I think we just it was like the right place at the right time, and and obviously some mazel. <laughs> Sandra, the the process at that time did include I think you alluded to this before did include uh, tasting and testing and and you know and, and and you know putting some of those recipes you know uh, through the ringer so to speak. It, it, this Sandra, was, how many recipes do you think were submitted? Oh like my god, eight hundred? How many? How many? How many made it in the end? How many made it in the book uh, yeah, in the, the end? I'm sorry. How many made it in the end? How many recipes are in the book? So there are 312 mm -hmm. pages in the book. Wow. And I'd say about 500, 400, 450, 500. And I think what was so incredible, and it's because Susie and I both have probably a little type A personality, we wanted to make sure that anybody using this book, whether it was a brand new cook or a seasoned cook, we wanted to make sure that when they made something out of the kosher palette, it was going to come out as they anticipated and thought it would. So we wanted to, I personally was a horrible recipe writer because you make a lot of assumptions, like when you're writing a recipe or when you're used to cooking. So it was a great process for me because it taught me not to do that. And I think the beauty of this book and why it stood the test of time is because whether it was 20 years ago or today, this cookbook has really mostly timeless recipes that are well thought of, well written, 
usable, work-friendly recipes. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Susie, you've, I mean, we, look, we've had a lot of conversations about cookbooks over the years, and one of the things you've always pointed mm. out to us is how important the photographs are for obvious reasons, and, you, you know, you would make sure that the publishers would never, uh, uh, you know, would never shortchange anybody on the, on the photos, and they're always done professionally. Photos are not a big part of this cookbook. Right. I mean, you'd agree. Because going back all those years, Malcolm, they, that was not necessarily a priority, and it was, and it's an expensive item. And look, even in my original Kosher by Design, which was done by a mainstream publisher, it was done by Artsworld. It was not self-published. I didn't really learn that lesson until I started going out on the road and giving cooking classes and hearing, well, what are people making? What are people enjoying? What are people liking? And realizing that the photos, that the recipes that didn't have photos almost never saw the light of day, but that was, you know, that was a lot, a lot of books in. So yeah, if we were doing a kosher palette, 2022, you know, brand new, you know, kosher palette three, I should say. Um, yeah, there would be a photo for every recipe. We live in a visual age, but we <laughs> no, weren't I, living there then. <laughs> no, I understand. I'm just saying that, that people today might find it hard to believe that this cookbook did so well when, when photos are not a, you know, a prime aspect of it. And as you just that's said, that's how good the recipes right? are. Exactly. That, that's right. There is your answer. That's how good the recipes are. Uh, and some of these recipes, <laughs> you, with all the cookbooks you've been responsible for since then, some of the recipes in this book you still hear from people about, right? You still hear from people how they're still making it or that it's a staple of their Shabbos well, table or Yuntif table, right? All the time. Yeah. And in our own lives. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you some of these. I mean, I, I know nothing about cooking, and I could tell you about some of the classics that people are still making from your cookbook. Uh, it's pretty amazing, and what a feeling that must be. Um, uh, also, the, uh, uh, the, the, the specialty cookbook has become you know, such a, an important thing. I mean, now you'll find books specifically on desserts. You'll find books specifically about Pesach. You'll find books uh, specifically about healthy eating. This, this, this sort of, I, I even noticed that you actually had a Passover suggestion chapter uh, in, in this book. I mean, this sort of covered the entire meal and the whole gamut, right? Yeah, I mean, that we, we really organized this book in a way that did exactly that. You know, there's a traditional section if you wanted to look for recipes that were specific to Shabbos or the Enyaphilm Tovim, and and the sections obviously are are designated by by food categories. So, yeah, whole thing is so cool. Uh, Susie, today with the emphasis on healthier eating and different type of eating. Um, would would one change? And I know not nothing's been changed. And this is a real re-release and an anniversary edition. Uh, but but if if you embarked on a project like this today, would it be very very different because of the circumstances of today's eating? Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because Sandra and I went through the recipes page by page, and every place that we could decrease sugar, take out margarine. I mean, there was a recipe for a soup that had margarine in it. You know, that's unheard of in this day and age. So things like that, those easy tweaks that we were able to make, we made. And then um, we had a nutritionist who happens to have been an an alumni, an alumnus who grew up on these recipes. (laughs) Um, She she gave like a two-page nutritional suggestion um, insert. For, uh, for example, you know, when a recipe calls for non-dairy creamer, here are some great alternatives. So for, for people who are, are really focused on the healthfulness, those are some really great suggestions right at the front of the book at their yeah. fingertips. So th- those are the revisions that were made to sort of acknowledge that people cooked differently. 
So it's you know, a tip, a, a tip of the hat to the modern era, <laughs> even from the classic, exactly. even from the classic, the kosher palette, the kosher palette, easy and elegant, modern kosher cooking, revised anniversary edition brought to you by Artscroll. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Make sure everybody in your family who's a chef or wants to be a chef. And I, uh, by the way, I stress wants to be a chef because you really, in this cookbook, sort of addressed those who, um, you know, are beginners. Just a page on special equipment and recommendations. I would imagine that that's one of the things that holds people back from getting into the kitchen is they don't know what to buy, what to use, how to use certain equipment. So even a, a page like that on the special equipment that one might want to consider having in their kitchen was likely very helpful in encouraging people to try it out. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I, I would I would underscore that those all those factors, as Susie said, and you said, you know, that make this book really timeless. And I think why this success, hopefully the second time around will will be, I don't know, as great, but but still very much welcome in the marketplace. Because Susie and I looked at that equipment page and we're like, yes, that's good, good information still. Like there's right. really everything about it. And, and just to underscore, you know, from the school's perspective, as Susie mentioned, the, the Danielle Stark is the registered dietitian, uh, nutritionist who, dietitian, sorry, who, who was the consult on the book and created that page spread. Her mom held one of the testings of the book. <laughs> and, you know, it's really remarkable. You know this community, Malcolm, and it's a community that's very close to that community. It very much is committed to the to the school, to the community at large. And I think it's so gratifying that the Joseph Pusher Hebrew Academy, Ray Cushing Shiva High School, 22 years later, has multiple generations involved in this book. Yeah, hey, that's uh, there's a lot of history in the school. We'll talk about more of that in a moment. I just can't let this conversation continue without mentioning that on page 202, um, many of you don't realize that the, uh, that the term scalloped potatoes was completely unknown before this cookbook came out, and now scalloped potatoes. I mean, you can't go into a into a Jewish home without you know someone referring to it uh, or, or requesting it. It's probably among the biggest requests when kids come back home for Shabbos. Um, so this book is in fact revolutionary. Even in some of the things that we eat, the book became revolutionary. All right, let's talk. Sandra, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on at uh, at uh, uh, the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. It's one of our favorite places, and we salute Rabbi Rubin and his entire staff. I'm, I'm hoping that the school year has gotten off to a good start. What do you hear? Uh, I, I am blessed to now be a grandparent in the school. Wow. Three of our grandchildren are currently enrolled in the school, which is really remarkable and um the school is off to an amazing start i was there on tuesday the halls are buzzing the kids are thrilled happy faces and it's just i spent 17 years working there as the director of admissions and it's just remarkable the sense of every child being important and making a difference and i know a lot of schools say that and that's a very big buzzword but being the product of four children a parent of four children who graduated and now three grandchildren, thank God, who are enrolled. It couldn't be more true. And they're cutting edge on all their educational advancements and commitments and their commitment to Israel and just the importance of raising strong, aware, good, 
Jewish voices is is just really inspiring. And the last time we were there, we were amazed at how 2022 or whatever year it was, uh, they are. Every single department, I mean, has the equipment necessary and the uh, facilities necessary and the uh, faculty necessary to really uh, make sure that kids are getting the education that parents want them to have today. Yeah, it's actually the reason why that this came back onto my front lobe. Um, my youngest child was graduating, and uh, he went all the way through the high school. And I am a huge Rabbi Rubin fan, and I think that that high school is an incredible educational facility and just has a way of making each kid shine for me- meeting them where they are. And I felt it was a, it was a perfect opportunity for me to show a hakarat hatov you know, for this cookbook that launched me in my career as my last kid was exiting to, you know, to, to kind of do something on my way out. And um, I think that, you know, bringing this cookbook back, what was, you know, the best way that I could have said thank you for really, you know, and, and you know, giving my kids a solid, solid Jewish education. That is really sweet and really nice. And those of you who want to read more about it, Rabbi Rubin actually has a, uh, a beautiful article about the school. Uh, in the uh, in the cookbook itself, uh, that goes through for those of us who remember the the history of the school in terms of its locations, and what the school's trying to do, and some beautiful photos of the school as well. We salute Rabbi Rubin, uh, Rosh Hashiva, the head of school over at Kushner, and uh, wish him and the entire administration and faculty continued success. By the way, Sandra, did did any of the kids know? 22 years ago that that their school was known throughout the world because of a cookbook and and today are are, are the kids involved in any of this or basically it's a it's a parent and uh, adult project that's that's going on as this re-release is happening no no not at all it's so exciting i know that like my kids and their friends as they grew up and they spent their year in israel and they went on teen tours around the country like they were known as the cookbook school they were associated with the cookbook school and it was it was really incredible for our kids actually because it kind of made them like stars throughout their travels and i think when when my kids actually the kids that that we have kids in common who are friends when they got married and moved to teaneck and my daughter-in-law had a kosher an original kosher palette in her house her friends would come over and be like how did you get that you can't get that anymore even their generation, you know, Susie and I were so aware of, really were speaking and knew about it because this is what they grew up on. This was their Shabbos table, their Yuntif table, their dinner table, and they, they very much had fond memories and wanted it to be part of their home. The original was available till around when? What would you guess? The original one was available until what year or how long into the run? I think like nine or ten years ago is when it started to become a frenzy of, oh my God, we can't find this. We can't find this. Where is it? Where can we get it? And the school would get calls and I would be um, asked on social media and at all my appearances, what about that book? Where can we get that book? And it started going up on eBay for crazy prices and it just crescendoed into this Oh my God, like now I have uh, four kids and a daughter in law. This is my like Yerusha. Who's going to get it? You know, <laughs> somebody last night posted on my on one of my um, Instagram, I think it was on my Instagram. Does my first kosher palette go in Shamos? <laughs> oh my gosh, is that hilarious? 
uh, and I'm and I'm wondering if you're the one who has the most uh, abused original kosher palette because you probably have gotten photos from people with pages ripped out and the cover falling off and everything else. Have you seen any really impressive uh, kosher palettes recently? Oh, really disgusting ones, <laughs> which makes us so happy. But then we know it's yeah. so loved when the pages are all stuck together and filthy and. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you can tell you can tell by the, the the shape that the book is in which recipe was used the most, right? You can tell which page was destroyed the most the of all of them. Fingerprints on it, <laughs> right? And all the stuff that spilled on it in the kitchen, and <laughs> and all the towel wipes it had to go through after all the different accidents. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, people have a. That's why, by the way, this re-release is not just for a new generation. This re-release is to get people who had the original kosher palette a fresh new book for the fresh brand new year. You know. Know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this beautiful new size is amazing and especially amazing for people with older eyes because, <laughs> you know, when we when we did this book, it was many, many years ago and our eyes have aged with us. So we were like, well, this font is just not going to do. So we made the, the page size bigger um, so that the font can be bigger. So it's. I think people will be really pleased with the purchase, even if they still have a decently clean copy. Yeah, hundred percent. You can actually keep. Uh, you can keep both. Keep your tr- traditional classic one, everybody, with all the rips and all the uh, stains. And certainly, you can go ahead and get the brand new one, the Kosher Palette, Easy and Elegant Modern Kosher Cooking, the Revised Anniversary Edition, with a big salute to the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School in Livingston, New Jersey. It is uh, available now. Uh, our recommendation is you go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio artscroll.com make sure to use promo code radio and uh, enjoy the re-release of the kosher palette uh sandra i hope you'll send best regards to everybody at the kushner schools and uh we will thank you and uh you know best wishes continued best wishes to whereby ruben and the administration the faculty the parents the students i know that they're doing really well in every area and uh, they are. <laughs> it's funny to be known as the cookbook school when, frankly, they could be known by uh, many other very positive monikers, frankly, uh, especially all these years later. Absolutely. So a big salute to everybody over at Kushner. And uh, Susie, uh, it, it appears to me, from what I see on social media, that you're involved in even more projects having to do with cooking. So you're, yeah. n- you're nonstop. There's always something cooking. You, there's always <laughs> something cooking. You just keep on going. So please keep us up to date on the progress of all your different projects, and we'll have an opportunity to speak about those down the road um yes uh thank god things are nice and busy doing a lot of traveling a lot of travel tours people really after COVID have the itch to go see places and i get to take them places in a kosher environment and uh, uh i have a culinary tour in israel coming up and that's at the end of october and a culinary tour of florence italy the first week of november and another one of roman florence at the end of november so Lots of fun things going on. Your cookbooks must have done really well during COVID because I can imagine how many people were stuck at home and just wanted to start experimenting in the kitchen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm also involved in The Best of Kosher, which is a book that's coming out, Art Scrolls Hanukkah release coming out, I think, next month. Um, or at least it's available now already for, for pre-sales on Amazon, I think, and also Art Scrolls website. It's a collaboration of all of the Art Scroll authors. How many, and, how many, um, how many chefs are there? I think there are 13, and they're all women. I think there's 13 women on this project. Well, do we do we get to speak to you about it when it comes out, or we have to draw straws? Absolutely. Like, how's that going to work? Absolutely. <laughs> Would love to talk about it. All right. I look forward to that, although I hope the other 12 people will understand that you get first dibs here. 
<laughs> but we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at the roster. We'll determine exactly how we'll go about it. Uh, anyway, to both of you, a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And thanks so much for joining us. And Mazal Tov on the re-release. Thank you. Thank you. Shana Tova. Sandra Blank and Susie Fishbein, co-editors of the original The Kosher Palette, uh, which came out over 20 years ago, courtesy of the Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey, an amazing project that I don't think anybody realized would be as revolutionary as it, in fact, turned out to be. And a pleasure to have them both on the air, and I recommend that you go to the Artscroll website, artscroll.com, order the book. It's called The Kosher Palette. It's the revised anniversary edition um, use promo code radio for your savings and free shipping. Again, use promo code radio for your savings and free shipping at artscroll.com. And make sure that all the young chefs and older chefs in your family have a copy of the brand new The Kosher Palette Anniversary Edition. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Nigan Yerushalayim from Shwebel Sarf and Levine here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Feel free to comment on the app. I didn't realize that we had some comments on the app. Let me get to those. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, let's see. Early this morning, listener Tikva checked in from Israel. Thank you. J.A. Mora, good morning. Lenny Solomon, last night for some downtime, my 10-year-old watched Benny Friedman's Yama video, which we both enjoyed. Um, I know it's not an Elul song. Can you please play it for MCL, who we hope to take there soon and walk the whole land. We'll be in the car after 8.15. All right, we'll try to get to Yama by Benny Friedman. Let me put that in my... Uh, in my upcoming list here we go um what else do we have here throwback king wants to hear a shlomo simcha selection listener morris good morning Nahum. great selections by joey newcomb have an awesome day thank you very much morris uh listener chaya thank you for sharing important information about substance abuse in our community so much new music. Please keep playing the classics. Oh, yeah, you're right. I do have to start playing the classics again. <laughs> There's a lot of new music out there that we're being inundated with. Kitchen Click. Hello, hello to the Sprechers. Good morning, Nahum, Susie, and Sandra. Thank you very much for that. And Chaya says we're having a great start to the school year here at Kushner. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem is right. Uh, don't forget our friends at Yad Ezra Vishula Meet. Yad Ezra Vishula Meet. Yad Ezra, E-Z-R-A. Dot net slash Siegel. You can make a donation. They are supporting 55,000 families throughout Israel with packages for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. It's a Yad Ezra, E-Z-R-A, dot net slash Siegel, S-E-G-A-L. You can make a donation on that page, and uh, that's part of our Elul Chesed campaign. Go to NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. You'll see the whole list of chesed opportunities we've discussed during the month of Elul. Again, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. Check out the list that we have been discussing here on the air all through the month. Yad Ezra Vashulamid is up there, and there are many others. The page, of course, the chesed campaign at this point, is in memory of Yanki Meyer. There's a chance for you there on that page to make a donation to Ms. Askim in his memory, and so many other chesed opportunities as well, the Sukkah Shadchan, and so many more. Uh, check out nachomsegel.com slash chesed and choose something to uh, help others during this month of Elul. And that is much appreciated. Um, if you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com, and he will rectify that. We have a full schedule today on a Thursday. Today's the day you don't want to touch that dial. You just want to... Uh, Leave it where it is here at the Nahum Siegel Network all day long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Charlie Harari on the topic of happy or empowered. Jew in the City Speaks with Orthodox Jewish beekeeper Hinda Cohen. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. Miriam Speaks with Yosef Gillers, founder and co-executive director of Grow Torah. Live lunch with Yossi Zweig at 11 o'clock at 7 p.m. It's the Arab Shabbos Show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tani Talks Parsha with Tani Gutterman at 10 o'clock tonight. A brief discussion about the Torah portion of the week with Tani Gutterman. And that is tonight at 10 o'clock. So full schedule, as we like to say. Make sure to be tuned in all day long right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And here is Yaakov Shweki. 
Avram Freed with Ein Kolokeno. You heard Benny Freeman before that with Yama. Alenu was done with uh, Yaakov Shweki. JM in the AM. The uh, Benny Freeman selection dedicated to MCL. MCL. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, don't forget to check out our Chesed page. The El Chesed campaign has been named for Yanki Meyer of Blessed Memory. Go to the nachomsigl.com slash chesed, nachomsigl.com slash chesed. And you'll be able to uh, access the information about what we've been talking about during the month of Elul, the different causes. Choose one or two or more and uh, support some great and important things that are going on. A lot of very important things going on that I could tell you. Uh, where are we here? Eitan Katz, next at JM in the AM.
is the fate of all mankind no one can avoid the bustle and the grind rushing to meetings closing the deal on the phone on the road buying selling spinning wheels it's easy to lose balance chasing money and success but there's a special treasure with which we have been blessed and And as each day passes, joy fills the air Waiting for the moment to stand up and declare Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos Heilige Tayere Shabbos In the candles glow, our neshamas grow Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos Hashem, it's Shabbos Heilige Tayere Shabbos Once the wine is poured We become restored Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos Sheishas Yomim Tavoy For six days every week We work hard and struggle 
jobs to make ends meet. But once out of seven, we all become kings who greet our boss Amalco by rising up to sing. As we learn and pray, tension melts away. At work, when I hear the boss, I jump to shop or go to school. I'm always parking by a pump, but all of the worry goes down the drain when my wife and children join me in singing the Volume number five, Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard Eitan Katz, Nigun on the Roof, as he calls it. Full schedule here at the Nahum Siegel Network all day long. Charlie Harari is next. Jew in the City with Allison Josephs coming up at 10 o'clock. That's Life with Miriam Alwalek at 10.30. At 11 o'clock, it's Yossi's Wag and a Thursday live lunch. Don't forget, Mark Zamek has the Arab Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem tonight at 7, followed by Tani Gutterman and Tani Talks Parsha. Yoni Z will wrap things up for us on a Thursday at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world of women, AlchemSegal.com and AlchemSegal Network. And of course, anybody love it, NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JM in the AM. Plenty coming up, as we said. Keep it on NSN all day long. Tomorrow morning, we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, AlchemSegal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.